When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something good that I still haven't seen. But maybe one day we can try to watch the rest. is back this week talking about one of the top TV shows here on Netflix. We are going to be talking about Unstable starring Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe's son that we uh, got to meet on this show, John Owen Lowe. And here is a man who is the person that keeps me stable. Here he is. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Uh, unstable as ever, mm-hmm. but I am, <laughs> I'm happy to, of course, talk about this with you. Uh, I noticed that you said that this was one of the top television shows on Netflix. Yeah. And I, I remember our conversation uh, last week was like, okay, well, which one do we talk about? Do we talk about Unstable or do we talk about Wellmania? And right now it seems like Unstable is winning that battle on the Netflix charts. Yeah, we were sort of um, looking for a new show to cover and Unstable has been out for a couple of weeks and it has not really been a flash in the pan. Uh, showing some staying power. Full disclosure, we're recording this a little bit earlier in uh, the week. Usually these podcasts guests come out on Sunday, but we're a little bit early because it's Easter coming up this weekend. And so at recording time here on Thursday, uh, it's the number three show on Netflix. And I think it's even up from uh, when we last looked, which was last weekend when Ali Lasher joined us to talk about Murder Mystery 2. Yeah, it's climbing the charts. I think it's going to have a tough, uh, you know, a tough bit here against Love is Blind. That's going to be really difficult to topple. And then Night Agent is still holding strong. Yeah, Night Agent is holding strong, but we are not watching the Night Agent. With all due respect to all the Night Agents out there, Chappelle loves nighttime. I do like nighttime. Yes, um, we, with all due respect to the Night Agent, uh, this was more our speed, unstable, and this was a lot more fun than I expected. I kind of thought that, all right, Rob Lowe uh, doing a show. I, I, I did not realize uh, Rob Lowe and his son are not only the stars, but also the creators. But I actually like this uh, a little bit more than I expected to. Yeah, and I did not know that was Rob Lowe's son until about 30 seconds ago when you told me. Uh, so I was watching this thinking, oh, who is this new rising star actor, you know, in this in this show with Rob Lowe? Also don't know a whole lot about Rob Lowe either. Okay. So it's just kind of like, I didn't know what to expect going in. But Rob, 
I really enjoyed this. Uh, I think typically when we have a show like this, we watch like the first two episodes or something. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't watch the whole yeah. thing yet. I did. I watched the whole thing today. It was very easy yes. to binge short episodes, which we love on Netflix. Also, if you watch Netflix on your iPhone or the iPad, you have the option to uh, pick the speed up. And uh, I was flying through this today. I watched the whole thing. You know, Rob Lowe microdoses, Chappelle. I binged the whole thing. I macrodosed. Yeah, he microdoses and uh, potentially uh, makes loves to trees. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that today. I didn't no, do that no. yet. Um, never. I hadn't thought about that ever yet. Um, but look, we'll let's see as uh, you know as time goes on. You know, I learn about more and more things. But yeah. Chappelle, I just do want to highlight. Ali Lasher joined us to talk about Murder Mystery Two the other night. That was super fun. Appreciate Ali making some time to talk Murder Mystery Two with us. Uh, still, is it still the number one movie on Netflix this weekend? I believe so. Uh, yeah, it's Murder Mystery Two followed by The Born Legacy, which should not even be in the trust. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Murder Mystery Two is doing great. Murder Mystery One has slid into the uh, the top ten mm-hmm. right after Matilda. Yeah, yeah, you guessed it. The original, the original Matilda is somehow in the top five on Netflix right now. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, wild things over here on Netflix charts. Yeah. Just looking at the charts, also, uh, there's also uh, a new Monique special. Do you care about Monique? Uh, like I appreciate that she exists, but you know, I'm good on Monique's comedy specials right now. Like she's, she's very polarizing to me. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, Monique, you're right. And then other times I'm like, Monique, man, could you just calm down? And so that, you know, I have a really, uh, like strained relationship with Monique, but I'm, she's very funny. Yeah. And then also somehow that the number six show on Netflix is season four of surviving R Kelly. Boy, how bad was R Kelly that we're on season four of surviving R Kelly? First of all, I had no clue. I, I thought, uh, surviving R Kelly was a <laughs> mini series, you know, like, uh, three episodes it's on season four. I, what like sir what else were you doing like art, don't get me wrong horrible person yes, horrible person horrible horrible well for a season of television about this horrible person like it might, be, might as well be this like the dad from shameless at this point you know if you could just I mean, stretch look, this out nobody here is defending r kelly we're just saying that you would think this that they could get, get all his bad stuff in in three seasons no, yeah, and I mean every episode almost an hour long. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild that we are up to part four, <laughs> part three. I don't know, but and then it's creep back in the charts. So I, I think people are very interested in the subject matter. It looks like each of the seasons is kind of short, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe, but yeah, but this is uh, it's very weird to see it still hanging out up here. All right, let's talk about unstable I, I really i did not know anything about what unstable was but uh, i'll give you the, the synopsis a little bit before we start to talk about uh episodes one and two and then maybe at the end i'll give you some other uh season one spoilers as i uh, watch the whole show and yes. that we have roblo who is the kind of a, a tech ceo but also kind of like a genius scientist uh, who works at a company. And Chappelle, this is different. Like, and a lot of times that in these shows, this person is like some sort of like Silicon Valley, like tech person. But Rob Lowe actually is like a scientist of what appears to be like a benevolent company. 
Yeah, he is a scientist. He got some creations going. And because of that, he ended up the head of a company. And, uh, you know, typically you want to see those people probably separate, right? Like you have like the head scientist and you got the business side. And Rob Lowe is trying to manage both of those while going through what seems like crippling depression. And, you know, he's not doing a great job because of, you know, the crippling depression. So uh, we get to see him battle with that and the board members and, you know, what it looks like when somebody who probably wasn't interested in the business side anyway, kind of checks out. Mm -hmm. And the show does have a little bit of a dark theme, even though it is a comedy in that Rob Lowe's character is dealing with uh, the death of his wife. Uh, And uh, since that point in time, he has become increasingly unhinged uh, that I guess he was always kind of an eccentric guy. But there is a lot of concern both within and outside of the company about the mental state of Rob Lowe's character. Right. And then, Ellis you know, Dragon. Was, yeah, Ellis Dragon. I it was like 30 minutes into well, that being basically the second episode mm-hmm. before I realized his man's name was Ellis Dragon. I just knew Dragon was the company or something, or I don't know, the 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 method they were using. I was like, who who the hell is Ellis Dragon? So that was fun to see that. Uh but yeah, this is one of those things where it's very clear that he's kind of lost it just a little bit, you know, um, he's not even pretending that he hasn't, you know, he's, he's saying that this is part of his grieving, uh, the loss of his wife. And so people are trying to be uh, a little bit forgiving of that, but it's really hard when the company has moves to make and they're being a little, like, you know, they don't have any more time to be impatient. You know, they kind of need him to, to get back on board with what's going on or mm-hmm. at least move out the way. Yeah. And so, Chappelle, that I did feel like as watching the show, you know, I am the CEO of a podcast network. Uh, Can't spell Sesternino without CEO, of course, is what everybody always says. And Mm -hmm. I did question my own stability watching this show. Like, I feel like that I, too, am always trying to figure out different things that I could be doing better or differently uh, to, you know, be better at my job. And I do wonder sometimes that you could potentially in a quest to optimize, maybe be like going out and making yourself like more of doing more harm than good. Have you considered just being naked? No, I I really, I thought he was going to be doing, there's a scene where that he is naked in his office. I thought he was kind of doing like uh, some of the liver king type stuff because I do watch a ton of like YouTube and TikTok. If you were to like sneak in and like peek at my algorithm, you would see Mm -hmm. like I do like get a lot of, look at a lot of stuff of how to get better, how to improve. And I think some of it is like good advice and good information, but you know, it's a slippery slope, Chappelle. I gotta be honest. Right. Um, he's getting naked because he feels like it's helping him through his process. And mm-hmm. then at some point he just says, I just like being naked. And he's like, if you're going through it, sometimes you just want to do something that gives you a, a rush, but you're right. Y'all have a very much a, like a lot of stuff in common. Right. So, you know, like I said, he had an idea. It turned into a company. And so did you. You, like, I remember one of the first conversations we had way back in, like I want to say, like 2021. I was like, Rob, you are not a podcaster anymore. You do a podcast one or two times, but you are you run this bad boy. You know what I'm saying? And like that's that's kind of the shift. That I know, he's- well, Chappelle, like I, I don't know if this is how Rob Lowe feels. Maybe uh, it, it, but I think that, you know, he feels more comfortable in the lab than uh, being in front of the board. 
Do you feel more comfortable uh, oh, podcasting than being sure. in front of the yeah. board? I mean, you, like, uh, I, I, I didn't know we we're going to get deep uh, here, but, you know, Let's I feel like I, I have, well, sure. I have two jobs, really, uh, as mm-hmm. the person who is on the podcast and then the person mm-hmm. who runs a podcast network. And I really like having one of those jobs. And I feel like I'm pretty good at one of those jobs, but I have two jobs. Yeah, that's what Rob Lowe is kind of going mm-hmm. through here. He's He definitely wants to be a scientist and do science things. And they're like, you have to go present to the board and you have to meet these deadlines. And the board is seemingly conspiring against him. There's a bunch of yeah. conspiring bitches, you know? A lot of, a lot of conspiring people uh, against Rob Lowe. Because there is uh, some concern that he is supposed to be delivering on uh, a big project. Is this, like, I'm hoping that we find out, like, this is based on a real company that's going to save the the planet. I, like, I would be so happy right now if I found out, like, there were, like, uh, companies that were doing, like, really good work trying to save the planet. Like, I would, like, I'd be like, oh, my, like, we were this close? I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I imagine that uh, people trying to help people. Not or like not companies on, that were like, yeah, not actively like destroying the planet. Like, uh, because it seemed like they were like this close to inventing like some sort of like lettuce ball that was going mm-hmm. to completely like save the planet from global warming. I'm like, uh, is this based in reality? They said it was this a, is like a true said, story. A lettuce ball. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's had like a trillion trees all in one yeah. ball, you know? And so like, just imagine what that could do for the atmosphere, for the environment. If you had, you could just yeah. bottle up a trillion trees. <laughs> um, that's wow. what they were doing. Friend of the podcast and uh, co-host of the Hollywood Handbook podcast, Sean Clements is a writer for this show. I got to ask him if uh, this is based in reality. Cause I'd be so excited if the lettuce ball was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like they put a lot of work into it, but I'd have to guess that if they, if it was real, we would know about it and it would be getting sold to the highest bidder. Mm-hmm. Yes. I should say, uh, not just writer, co-executive, uh, producer of, uh, yeah. So very fancy, yeah, very fancy. Um, yeah. but yeah, this would, that would be great. Uh, I don't know that they had a lot of cool inventions in the show. They had an invisibility cloak that almost was working as well. Yeah, that was dope. I would much rather him be naked underneath the indiv- invisibility cloak because yeah. we did get some uh, Rob Lowe cakes in this uh, you know episode. And not the, not my favorite type of cakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we got them. Yeah. So if you wore the cloak, you could be naked and nobody would know. So you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you are not very familiar with the uh, film and TV career of Rob Lowe, uh, let alone his son, John Owen Lowe. Yes, uh, Rob Lowe to me is uh, Soda Pop Curtis from The Outsiders. Okay. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, it's I, it's ridiculous, but I, I read that movie. I read that book, I'm sorry, when I was yeah. in like fifth grade or something. And it just it kept coming up. I read it for fun. And then in middle school, they were like, oh, you have to read this book. You know, oh, it's going to be so, it's a good book, but you have to read it. It's American coming of the age, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's just The Outsiders. So then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, this is cool. I know all mm-hmm. these people. I mean, star-studded cast, but Rob Lowe was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Okay, uh, we could do some IMD bags on Rob Lowe and uh, talk a little bit about him. And not that I am the world's greatest authority on Rob Lowe, but Rob Lowe, uh, you know, he was sort of, uh, he, he came onto the scene in the 80s. Uh, he was like a, like a hot up-and-coming 
actor in uh, some 80s movies, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, The Outsiders, kind of a heartthrob. Had a little bit of uh, some scandal uh, with some, oh. some stuff uh, going on. Uh, let's save that for the mess magnets. Um, okay. But then really uh, came back into prominence uh, in with some dramatic roles. Uh, let's see. Uh, he was one of the bad guys in Wayne's World. Uh, also mm-hmm. uh, was uh, the young number two in one of the Austin Powers movies. Uh, the West Wing was big uh, in his uh, in in his career. So he comes back in the '90s and is like a bunch of like dramatic performances. Uh, but really, his career has like a whole resurgence uh, in the uh, latter part of the aughts as he shows up with Adam Scott in season three of uh, Parks and Rec. And that's really, that might've been, uh, actually it might've been what, 2012 even. Uh, So uh, he shows up season three, him and Adam Scott really just uh, Parks and Rec goes into a whole new gear uh, once the two of them show up. And really uh, since that point in time, Rob Lowe um, is probably uh, d- more like comedy and uh, like comedy adjacent stuff uh, since then. He also is on 911 Lone Star, which I believe is on Fox. Um, but he was, uh, oh, he was in the Pentaverit. Also, wait, pause. We we watched that. Yeah, where was he there? I don't remember. Four episodes of the Pentaveret. I don't recall that off the top of my head. But he also uh, does a podcast as well, Roblo. About what? I believe uh, the Roblo podcast. It's his uh, catchphrase from the uh, from Parks and Rec. Uh, literally, yeah, yeah, that he, like, uh, he would come in and say, uh, what was the woman's name? And Rashida, uh, let's see, uh, that he would come in and, uh, say like, uh, I literally was going to say that. Oh, I've heard, I've heard people make reference to that. The, I have a really big blind spot for Parks and Rec. I, I remember when it was hot, I remember thinking, Oh, we got to do the office all over again. I don't want to do that. And so I kind of stepped away from it. I never really watched. I probably haven't seen one episode. And so that's why I'm not familiar with Rob Lowe's work, because had I watched Park and Rec, it seems like I'd be very familiar by now. I mean, Parks and Rec, uh, it's just like an all time uh, cast and Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, almost everybody associated with the show uh, like has gone on to, you know, you know, superstardom. And so uh, Rob Lowe has uh, really, uh, you know, he's in his bag and Perkins. Gotcha. You know, he would like, he really like enunciates like and Perkins. Uh, And he is, you know, somewhat similar to his character in this show. Oh, okay. So they wanted more of that. They saw it and was like, hmm, more. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Well, I would like to move Parks and Rec up my watch list now, along with The West Wing, because I've been here like when I was younger. Yeah, when I was younger, I just saw The West Wing. It was a show that came on USA and interrupted all the stuff I was watching. I've watched one season of it and I I love it. Uh, If you like, uh, look, if we could do some sort of like... uh, like a uh, joint effort on uh, I like I, there's like a hundred some odd episodes of the West Wing, but I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, the best of the West Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Uh, is the West Wing on Netflix? It was on H- It was on HBO Max when I was watching it at one point in time. OK, well, we'll just I have to do that off two. 
Yeah, we'll just have to do that off the the net, nothing but Netflix record. You know, mm-hmm. we can do we can record. We don't we don't have to do it here, or we could do it here because we're in charge. Yeah. Okay. So Rob Lowe's character in Parks and Rec that he doesn't put anything like impure into his body. He's like always like uh, running. Like uh, I literally have 0.1 percent body fat. You know, he that's his character on. Parks and Rec, and he kind of is in that mold here as uh, the CEO of the company that has started to lose it a little bit. And uh, there is some legit concern uh, from the people that work on the staff because the board, boy, these boards always be trifling, uh, Chappelle. Oh, God, you're talking to the right person. I've served on so many boards and every time, I don't say every time. There's a a bunch of troublemakers, this board. As somebody who's been on a board, I can say that. I've been on a few boards and every time. I be bored. Mm-hmm. I definitely uh well, listen, after COVID, COVID changed board meetings for me forever because I turned that camera off and I in a heartbeat, put the thing on mute, and I just wait for somebody to make a motion. And then I come back and I and I yep, yep, that's it. That's good. I, yeah. I don't feel like we have to do board meetings anymore in person. I just feel like we could cancel them all. So don't get me started on boards. I have a lot of opinions. Yeah. And the board is very concerned. Uh, they want to sell the company. Is that we, Do we ever find out like what the board wants to do? They remove, have, have some sort of a coup and remove Rob Lowe? Right, yeah. We find out that they allude to, you know, like, we're, we're going to bury this guy in a couple of weeks. Uh, and so, but they don't tell you in the first couple of episodes what exactly yeah. is going on, but we just know that they are pushing for a deadline and Rob Lowe is not ready to meet it. And among the people that are working to try to protect Rob Lowe from himself and the company is Anna, who is, I couldn't figure out where I recognized her from. And I just looked at her IMDb now, and she is uh, the other sister in Fleabag. You didn't watch that, right? No, no, no. You would would like that. Uh, I think it's a very, I think there's like 12 episodes. Um, It is a very quick watch, and it's very Mm -hmm. messy. Oh, I I trust your opinion. You were the one who told me to go watch The White Lotus, and I, Mm -hmm. you know, I loved it. I, I loved discovered it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you did. I did. It's, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, if you say, if you say Fleabag is something I need to go check out, there's 12 episodes. I don't think you I need to it check it out. I just think you would enjoy it. You don't, you don't no. need to like rearrange your queue. I mean, it's, it's my duty. So now the, the order is Fleabag first. Yeah. Then a billion episodes of the West Wing. And <laughs> yeah, then, I, just think, I think there's two seasons of Fleabag and I think there's six episodes each. So right. I think that it's like one of these like Britcoms. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh, okay. You got to mentally prepare yourself for the Brits. You know, mm-hmm. you got to come in ready. Stay come ready in, so you don't have to get ready. Come in and uh, get ready. So, yeah, she's on uh, Fleabag. And she's also, she's very good. You know, I do think that the show is uh, very well written. I think that there's a lot of like really uh, sharp jokes. And her character, Anna, is really great because uh, she's always like trying, like things are happening and she's always like trying to say like this is either like reframing what's happening or putting some sort of a spin on what is going, like the shenanigans that are going on and she is spinning it like that is definitely not laws being broken. 
Right. Things are out of control, but she is so business minded that she is not going to allow this to derail her at all. So if Rob Lowe is naked, she's like, be naked, but also be at this board meeting in a little bit. So you kidnapped a guy and have him locked in your basement. Cool. That's fine. Let's just go over there and try to smooth that over or kill him. It's fine. Just be back for the board meeting. She is the CFO. She's the fixer. Yeah, she and that is what she does. And there's a lot of stuff to fix. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so one of the things that most needs fixing is Rob Lowe. And <laughs> the one of the ideas that Anna has is that, OK, well, maybe the thing that might bring him back down to earth is to bring his son Jackson back into the mix. And Jackson has uh, you know tried to escape his dad's shadow. He wants to be a professional flute player and they uh, bring him back to come and work with his dad kind of against his will. Yes, he is a flutist and a, um, a, a really good one, it seems. And then uh, he also is tutoring people. So he's really trying to separate himself from the science portion of his life. Uh, and Rob Lowe's issue with him is that he doesn't feel like his son has grieved properly. He feels like since his wife passed away, the mother, you know, the mother of his child, yeah. uh, his son has been like running from his feelings a little bit. And that's why he's diving headfirst into the flute when he's really a scientist in disguise. Yeah, and I do wonder how much of this is autobiographical for, I, I don't know how many children uh, does Rob Lowe have. Uh, if the, in the show, John, uh, Jackson is an only child, uh, but uh, I do wonder, you know, having a, you know, famous parent and then wanting to have like aspirations to get into acting or you were producing a show that that must be a bit of a challenge. Yes, uh, People Magazine says Rob Lowe has two children. Uh, and so we know that uh, this is not his only child. Lowe's uh, younger son is the John Owen, the one that we get in Unstable. And then the older son is Matthew Edward Lowe, uh, Lowe who's, I mean, judging by this picture, he's an angler. He's like, uh, got a huge <laughs> ass fish. Catching the fish, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's his uh, Tinder profile or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy okay. holding fish. All right, <laughs> Chappelle, how old is Rob Lowe? <laughs> okay what i do know about rob Lowe is that his face is taut okay yes, and, and my they, next question is going to be good docs or good jeans yeah good, good maybe both <laughs> but definitely not just good jeans you know um he's a very handsome shiny man yes he's very shiny you know and so it looks like he's gotten touched up in a few places and that's his business he got money uh and sometimes, you know, they say black don't crack, but sometimes stuff does. And so you got to clean it up. You know, he don't, everybody ain't got it. And that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to come up with what rhymes with low of. Uh, Listen, <laughs> yeah. I can think of something, but here's the thing. He had such a hard, like, I'm, I'm, of course, diving into his Wikipedia right now. I mean, he's a child star. And, you know, those yeah. the, back when child stars were a thing, you know, now there's a bunch of them. But back when back that when, meant you something. Know, when it meant something, right? When you know your child star was like nine years old, smoking cigarettes in the club with, uh, you know, A-list celebrities. With Drew Barrymore. Right, right exactly. Who was also three years old, <laughs> you know. That, but that that is like the Rob Lowe era. And so he's been through a lot. I don't mind. Like, he looks good for what he has gone through. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, so Rob Lowe is 59 years old. Ooh. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like, I think that's about right. Yeah. And, and again, handsome guy. A handsome guy. The thing that... I found, you know, with Rob Lowe is that uh, his hair is like immaculate throughout the entire series. I find that very distracting when people's hair is like done too much uh, on a show. 
perfectly quaffed perfectly, the entire time. Perfectly. Not perfectly. hair out of place the entire series. Yeah. How is this man unstable, but then managing per- per- his perfection hair is in his way hair too care. stable. Yeah, like stop it. There's no way. Look, look, I like I said, I could be, yeah. I could consider unstable, but I don't leave the house as much as Rob Lowe does. I would, I stay I, when it, when the hair gets out of yeah. out of whack. Stay at home. I wear a hat. You see me wear a, a ton of hats. Uh, Rob Lowe is he does not have that issue. Can I give you another one of these uh, celebrities? This one is actually pretty wild. This might be good genes more than good docs. Um, okay. Ralph Macchio. Oh, yeah, the karate kid himself, The karate right? man, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a grown-ass man. The karate man. man. Yeah. Uh, according, um, according to the Google.com, how old do you think is uh, Ralph Macchio? If I had to guess, I'd say older than Rob Lowe? Yeah, well, I don't know. You're right. He's 61. Shut up. There's no way the karate kid, uh, karate senior, karate He gentleman. looks 30. Yeah, again, he yeah he been taking care of himself. You know they say when you're not problematic, you you can do that. I'm going to dive yeah. and find out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Karate right. kid, huh? Karate gentleman, karate karate elder statesman. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are things we could call him now. There's much more respectful. Is he on Cobra Kai? Karate grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So Papa. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know Mr. Miyagi passed some stuff along to him. Uh, it kept him very youthful. Did Did you watch Cobra Kai? No, I didn't. I, I've seen episodes of it, but I've not kept up with it. Is he is he in it? He's in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, he's he's keeping it fresh for the for for the reboot. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sixty one. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So we find out, you know, that this is actually a show about more than just the you know the father and the son because uh, we really find out uh, at the end of the first episode that. There is a big incident which has happened that Anna is trying to trying to fix in some way, shape or form that there was a psychologist uh, or therapist who was tasked Mm -hmm. to work with Ellis Dragon. And that person has gone missing. And we find out that by the end of the first episode that Ellis has locked this man in his basement like Walter White and is keeping him captive at his house. I was going to say like Slim Shady locked Dr. Dre down there. But yes, Mm -hmm. uh, the board, you know, uh, issued him a therapist Mm -hmm. and the therapist came over and I guess they were talking. And then the therapist decided, Rob Lowe, you might be unstable and I'm going to tell people, I'm going to tell the board that you, you, you might need to be removed from your position or something because you're not all there right now. And Rob Lowe says, well, don't do that. I, I am all here. I'm, I'm working through this. I got it. And the guy tries to extort him. He tries, he said, well, you pay me a bunch of money and then that goes away. So Rob Lowe locks him in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that, look, I feel like that's a decent response to extortion. <laughs> that is a pretty decent response to extortion. And I really felt like that we were about to go and check out uh, like a whole sort of like, um, all right, dungeon down at Rob Lowe's basement. But very quickly we resolve, we meet the therapist who turns out to be Fred Armisen, who mm-hmm. uh, is one of the people that's on Akiva's like uh, no fly list uh, that he Uh-oh. says that uh, that he does not care for Fred Armisen. Oh, is Fred Armisen older than Rob Lowe? Is Fred Armisen older than Rob Lowe? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I would think that Fred I, Armisen is in like, his 50s. I feel I would say I feel like well, Rob Lowe's 59, right? 56. 
Okay, so this is that close. They're, they're, they're peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that, work, that works out. Yeah, I was shocked to see Fred Armisen here. I, I like I said, I knew nothing coming into the the show, and so when I saw that that was uh you know the therapist, I thought, oh, this is gonna be funny, and it was. But then he just they they let him go. He's he's um it looks like uh, Ellis has talked to him, and they have therapist each other, and yeah. now he feels a lot better about like I, you know I don't have to extort people, I don't have to do that, and so they just free him. He's he's going. Yeah. So I guess it leads to an interesting question. You know, um, if you get kidnapped by a rich person, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not paying rent, like uh, not, not a bad gig. It's not a bad gig. If, if the rich person is Rob Lowe in this film, then yeah, it's it's. I mean, this show is it's it's fine. You know, some rich people, R. Kelly, be kidnapping yeah. people, and and it's not great. Nah, great. But um, but here it looks like Rob Lowe just needed somebody to talk to and, and somebody who yeah. he could talk to who is not going to actively try to get him fired or extort him for money. And so once they started to talk, Rob Lowe has done the work on himself, Rob. So he was ready to, you know, to talk to this guy. And so the therapist worked on him. He worked on the therapist and that they they look like their best friends. Uh, oh, and they bonded over Fargo. Fargo. Right. Yeah. Really, that was Have a very seen- important movie to Rob Lowe. Right, because he said this guy hasn't even watched Fargo yet. We have a whole like we have a whole playlist lined up of things yeah. that we got to talk about and catch up on. I'm assuming Fargo it. the movie, not Fargo the FX series. I thought it was the the FX series. The FX huh? series. I think it was the movie. Yeah, I, th- I assumed it was the series because it felt like they were gonna binge it to me. You know, that's how that's the energy I was hmm. getting. I was getting we're about to binge a show energy when it really you're right. It could have been I guess we could ask Sean Clements, you know, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, was it yeah. Fargo? Let me text him. Were they gonna yeah. watch Fargo the movie or the <laughs> TV show? It's I gotta be honest. I didn't know like I didn't really see either. I definitely didn't see the movie. <laughs> I think I might have seen one scene from Fargo the TV show. Is that something we should be watching? Fargo the TV show? Is it still on? I don't think so. I feel oh, like that was like one of the first like post show recaps. Uh, was it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been a PSR guy for a very long time, and I don't remember that. Like, but I, I mean, 2014 type uh, oh, show. So okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, that that would make sense. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gone. I think it ended in 2020. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, Fred Armisen, that he is, you know, he has some dirt on Rob Lowe, but Rob Lowe, you know, he's a charming guy, and uh, he wins a lot of people over to his side, and ends up like. Being able to, there's a lot of talk in this show about you, what a like uh, charismatic force he is, and you know how so many people fall into like his uh, cult of personality. Yeah, he is so charismatic that no matter what they throw at him, he can just kind of bounce back from that kind of you know like very quickly. So they're trying to steer him, but his n- natural like energy is completely catching everybody off guard so they're trying to make things happen and he's just kind of like it's this weird like peaceful chaos you know um he's doing stuff that's chaotic but he seems to be fine with all of it he's been practicing his breathing you can tell he's been taking steps to get this depression under control so when they're talking to him as if you know they need to bring him back into the fold into the like they need to get him uh corrected but he thinks he's fine. He's, he's like, I'm trying my best to grieve. It's my son who's not doing good. so great. Chappelle, at its heart, this is also a workplace comedy. And we're going to see a lot of the other characters that work at the company. And this is where I feel like that these shows can get 
tripped up. Uh, you and I watched Blockbuster uh, once upon a time, and that was a, l- a little bit of a, I don't want to say a fail, but yeah, you know, maybe, not, great. Like, maybe mm. not Netflix's best. And it's hard, I feel like, that in these uh, Netflix, you know, you got eight episodes, you got to introduce like all of these like side characters on the sitcom. And there's not a ton of like time to service them. And it's hard to get us interested in the other people that aren't like the big stars on the show. How do you feel like they did with all of the side characters that work at the office? I liked it. I don't understand why it was there, but I did enjoy it. Is they're using the side characters as a way to bring in uh, the son, Jackson. Mm-hmm. So he's having flirt mances left and right. I mean, he has it with both the lab, the like lab technicians or scientists. Kind of a love then, triangle. In a way, in mm-hmm. a way. I mean, one of those people is uh, not single. She does have a boyfriend. But Rob, I'll tell you from experience. That's uh, not none of his business. You know, it's just uh, don't let somebody else's uh, significant other keep you from finding the love of your wife, a life. You know, that's what I say. So uh, I'm just saying people get divorced all the time. Um, or not, but you know, so he's, he's flirting with, with both of them and, and, and that's fine. But then you also have, you know, we were talking about how uh, Anna is the CFO. She's trying to manage the business side of this because Rob Lowe's not doing it. So she has Malcolm, her, I guess, kind of like assistant or project manager um, to to try to do all this work for him. So it's it's a battle for power between Malcolm, who is, you know, the underling and the lab uh, scientist who don't want to to listen to anything he has to say. Yeah, well, let's talk about this relationship uh, between Jackson and then there are two different women who work uh, in the the lab uh there's ruby and there's luna who i think is uh you know both of them i think are very good on the show now both of them like in their own ways are kind of vying for jackson but this does not turn into women against women at any point Chappelle. no it's very refreshing to watch something like this where they're both buying for his attention but they're not willing to throw each other under the bus for it so they just kind of just watch he had take turns you know uh, mm-hmm. go ahead flirt with him and then i'm gonna flirt with him and we'll see what happens and for uh i believe it is luna uh things are going well but she has a boyfriend and then for ruby things are going well but she's very straightforward and i think jackson she moves kind of quickly for jackson and so i'm thinking that if he has to find a spot in this love triangle it's probably going to be closer to you know uh ruby you think so? Uh, see, I feel like that the show's uh, pushing towards uh, Luna more, um, but you know, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So the thing is that there's a lot in common with Luna and Jackson. They seem to be equally nerdy and uh, antisocial, and they like precision. You know, we really they really bonded over their love for uh, uh, precision, their hate for approximations. Like they 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 were clicking, they were vibing. Yeah. But she does have a boyfriend, so you do get um, the ruby of it all, and she's very pretty as well. And they they don't have all those things in common, but she's very open to the relationship in a way that uh, Luna could not be. Chappelle, so I watched the whole show. I know you watched uh, the two episodes that we said we were going to do coming into this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get to the twins? Did you meet the twins? 
the, I don't think the we saw two any twins, twins. The so. two twins from the board who were kind of like the uh, some of the like uh, chief antagonists for most of the season. Oh, yes. Uh, so at the end of the second episode, we do meet the twins briefly because the drama is that Rob Lowe has to have this presentation ready for the board meeting. They've, they've been waiting. They want to see what's coming next. And Rob Lowe needs more time. They're telling him he doesn't have any time, mm-hmm. but he realizes, like grief, you have to take this stuff and try. You can't do these things on other people's time a lot of time. You have to take do what's important for you and uh, at your own pace. And so he comes in and that's the presentation he gives. I know y'all want a thing, but I'm a genius. I created this. And if you believe in me and the product, you have to wait. And, you know, they give him that leeway. He leaves. The meeting goes well. And then these two guys look at each other and bef- they're finishing each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you, yeah, you don't even have to say it. Oh, no, we're going to bury him. Just give us two weeks. You know? And I thought, oh, here's the bad guys. But what, why are they trying to bury him? What did he do? Is it just because they're frustrated with his his coping mechanism for his grief? Yeah, I think that the backstory on the twins, I think it's TJ and Chaz, who I have to say that um, these two were some of my my favorite parts of the show, that they're so weird, but it's so funny uh, the way that they write them. And I think that what we find out later on in the season is that that Rob Lowe, Ellis fired their dad off of the board. And so that uh, they are trying to get vengeance against Ellis to, you know, uh, pay back against uh, for firing his dad or their dad off the board. Oh, okay. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. I, I do appreciate that, especially because there's not that many episodes of this show. So they really knocked that out in mm-hmm. what eight episodes? Yeah. And so, and these guys are into some. Uh, look, I don't want to kink shame uh, or anything. Uh, Ooh, but no, no, me, no. Let's talk about it. Okay. So uh, that you know, this isn't too much of a spoiler going ahead. But let me tell you what uh, these. So these guys go to a lot of uh, the. Um, clandestine sex parties. Okay, okay. where they exchange okay. bodily fluids. Okay, cool, Among Us. They also try to make it, you know, it's sort of like ambiguous uh, if the, just how close the twins are. That's very, very ambiguous. Um, But also, worst of all, Chappelle, that they Mm -hmm. are Thanksgiving reenactors. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) They are, they dress as pilgrims and they reenact Thanksgiving scenes. They reenact genocide? No, no, not that part. Like churning butter and like uh <laughs> what? They dress up like pilgrims and they make videos. Uh, and that's one of the things that they try to that then there is a, you know, um the, there is a campaign to blackmail them after the these videos are found, the twins. Dressing as colonizers could be bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but what's more incriminating? It's the the pilgrim play or is it the water sports? Cause you said swapping bodily fluids and I had to assume that you meant <sighs> yeah. some, you know, of the golden they don't nature. Descri- no, they don't describe which bodily fluids ultimately are exchanged at these uh, sex parties. That's a misstep. That mm-hmm. was, that was a misstep, but that uh, is, this is on. one of the things, uh, but you know, the brother, the twins are very lonely. You know, they also like, uh, while they want to take down Ellis, they also don't have any friends. So they, oh, they do Pilgrim play together. Just yes. the two of them. Yes, yes. They're in their own, their own video. Nobody else was in their video. Oh, 
Mm. Oh yeah, they need to find friends, but I don't want them to find yes. friends if they are other pilgrim players. You know, um, like a, a little. I don't want to see a yeah. pilgrim party, a pilgrim circle. I don't. <laughs> I don't need none of that. Yeah, a circle turn. You know. <laughs> We turn the butter in the circle with you and your friends. Mm-hmm. Just a, you know, you know the motion. It's just like a two hands, and you just go to town on that stick of when you're turning the butter. Yes, yes, yeah, in a circle yes. with your friends. It's creamy. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. now, Chappelle, you are a talented musician in your own right. Former. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> what did you think about Jackson's career choice to be a professional flute player? I don't think it's a horrible decision because he's really good. We see uh, he whips out the flute at karaoke. Yeah. I've always been impressed with flute players. It's one of the one of the instruments that I have no insight into how to play. I know he was not playing it he <laughs> when does I was have watching some him. Bangers on the flute, you know. Yeah, uh, but the flute is uh, a very mobile instrument. You know, you can keep a flute in your car, your in your pocket. Sometimes you can put it in your bag. I played the trombone as my primary instrument and there was no point where I was, let me grab a trombone and play a little something for you. It just, it's not mm-hmm. the same. You could pack um, a but, flute in a backpack. Yeah. Literally in your pocket. Uh, and they have, you know, small, like a piccolo, a smaller flute, you know, so, you know, there's, there's options there, but it felt like as a professional flutist, he was just going to be a private lessons instructor, which is fine. But, you know, again, we have, we know he has a scientific brain like his dad's. And so it might be go- like, this idea that you should be teaching the flute means that you're letting that go to waste. Mm-hmm. So were there any other characters or storylines from uh, Unstable that uh, you really enjoyed? Yeah, we have to talk about Malcolm a little bit. Uh, in the first two episodes, Malcolm is the one that Anna is dispatching to do her dirty work when it comes yes. to uh, managing the 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 lower levels of this company, right? So he's the one who she sends to talk to the scientists. And the the, the plot point is that the the they're spending the budget. The budget on food is way too high. And these two scientists, Ruby and Luna. They, they, they eat too many pistachios. And so if you could just go and get them to cut the pistachios out of their budget. Pistachios are expensive. Yeah. And they use an expensive brand too. Mm-hmm. They, they premium pistachio content here. And so he does go to them and instantly there's a battle for power. Uh, he walks in and they're like, absolutely not. No, we're not giving up our pistachios. Sorry. Sorry for you, sir. And they call it like when you go into prison and you just punch the first person that you see because you have to establish dominance in this new relationship. Ultimately, he gets some uh, some really cool advice, Rob. I was I like the scene because he he can't figure out how to get them to let go of the pistachios, and somebody suggests, "Well, just get them to go to a cheaper brand first, take baby steps, you know, and then from there." Move on to, okay, well, if you go to a cheaper brand, maybe they don't eat them as much. And then maybe you can cut that out altogether. Ultimately, he tries something like that, but these are scientists, so they see right through it. So he thinks he's winning this battle because they, of course, play him and pretend like he's winning the battle and they have no clue about this pistachio gate. Um, But ultimately, they they are just giving him a hard time. I I like the scientists a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chappelle, would you be able to tell if somebody switched out your pistachios? I'm not a big nut guy. Yeah. You know, it's not my thing. Uh, you know, I, I would, what's I, your snack of choice? I'm a savory guy. I don't really savory. like, yeah, I don't really like the snack. I like mm-hmm. to eat yeah. uh, like tacos is a snack for me. Yes. <laughs> That's a meal for some people, but that is a snack for Chappelle. Yeah. They could just go and get like jerky by the pound at Bucky's. 
Oh yeah, no. If you're going to Bucky's, you have to get a, a boudin kolache. Um, you also What's have to get a boudin kolache. Are you familiar with boudin? No. Okay, so it's it's like uh, this. How do I explain? Can it? I Google it. Just, well, yeah, you of course, uh, but I don't know if you could spell it on your first try. But um, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's French, so it's B O U D I N, and so it's like it's like uh, you stuff a sausage skin, basically the outside of the sausage, and you put the good stuff inside, rice and uh, the different meats and stuff like that, and like inside the pork casing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and normally it's not sold in kolache form, but it, at certain buckies you can get it inside of the kolache is very good um they also have good chopped beef sandwiches there it's like Not, a beef wellington uh no no <laughs> it was more like a sausage with rice and stuff in it okay um, i guess the one i'm looking yeah. at it's like it's a it's in a uh like it's in it's in a, like a, a roll yeah it's more like wrapped you yes. know like you unravel it and it's it is just sausage casing but it's really good and bucky's has this thing called i think it's called beaver beaver wow. nuts beaver chips or something like that yeah um and they sell up beaver nuggets they sell oh, beaver nuggets called. yeah 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 and you can buy those so i mean even when i go to bucky's i'm not snacking i'm getting uh you know, like it's a big ass burrito or something you know i like i said savory guy savory guy rob, rob do you have a snack of choice um, boy, uh, I, I end up eating like a lot of, I, like, I can't stop snacking. That's my problem. I need like uh, a small, like, uh, you know, I end up eating like, just like a, like a protein bar. Mm, Very boring. Dang, I wish I had that. Yeah, I wish I had that kind of restraint. Mm-hmm. I, there's there's times where I want to snack and, and I think steak. Yes. I, Ribs. you know. If any any sort of like uh, yeah pistachios, uh, I, I would probably like house the the uh, bucket of pistachios. Easily. Sunflower Can't seed stop. guy? No, yeah, not sunflower, not sunflower seed? seeds. No, not really. Mm. I, I used to be partial, just the, the very salty ones. That used to be my bag a uh, long time ago, mm-hmm. past life. Yeah, Chappelle. Now I've watched this whole series. I've watched mm-hmm. uh, all of season one. And yeah. uh, do, are you going to watch the rest of it or do you want to hear about what's to come? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do both of those things. Yeah, so, honestly, like I, I feel like that this is this is more of a vibes show than a plot show. It's funny. Like, I, I don't think that really we're going to spoil uh, anything. You know, if you if want to turn the podcast off now, you are welcome to. If you were just looking to get like the flavor of it or if you want to come back and listen to this. Um, but basically, you know, uh, we have everything that's going on with the board. But really, uh, it turns out that uh, Fred Armisen is going to be like a much bigger factor where, you know, he ends up like making himself more and more of like a permanent fixture at Ellis's house to the point where that he's having like parties at the house and they can't get rid of him. And ultimately they try to like come up with a plan to put like very like stinky stuff on the walls to make him go away. Huh? You know, I'm laughing because I, this is a plot twist that I was not expecting. You know, yeah. I said Fred Armisen was in there and, and out of there. And I'm thinking because he's a therapist and he's dealing with this man and his son who are both grieving, that maybe that would be his role. I had no, no clue this was like going to be a party and squatter. He's a squatter. Yeah. And, he, and he loves like uh, Rob Lowe's uh, all of his food for some reason. And, and then he's also divorced uh, and he doesn't have a place to stay. And Rob Lowe has like all of the best snacks and everything and a hot tub. And so Fred Armisen is inviting like more 
more and more people over and having bigger parties. And they come up with this plan to get rid of him. And one of the inventions that they have in like one of the failed experiments is like a very like the world's like stinkiest substance, which they're going to put on the walls in the basement where Fred Armisen is staying. And then Fred Armisen comes back, catches them in the act, gets pissed leaves and then is going to go back and now like ruin Rob Lowe and then Jackson ultimately also happened to slip up and tell the wrong person tell his harp teacher who I, I think I missed what her actual relationship was uh she was somebody she had she was actually like a double agent and he told the harp teacher that she, that uh about the story about my dad had a guy kid uh tied up in the basement <laughs> and then ultimately Fred Armisen like confirms that story and he's going to go public and tell the board everything and they're going to ruin Ellis. This is a gripping television. This is gripping. I, I don't I did not know we were gonna get first of all, nowhere in the first two episodes did we even mention the harp to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So harp teacher popping up, shocker. Yeah. Uh, the the Fred Armisen being a main character, shocker. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on here that, and there's a lot more, I won't say substance, but there's a lot more going on than I suspected. So I'm actually very intrigued. I mean, you just told me what was happening, but I would like to watch yeah, it play but out. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, go for, the, go for the ride. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jean, uh, she was, uh, the best friend of Ellis's late wife, according to, one of the articles uh, that was, and she had the late night board meeting. Uh, but that being said, then they bring in Fred Armisen to testify in front of the entire board. And then Fred Armisen said that he uh, made it all up. And the, uh, that actually that was, that none of that was true. And basically um, Ellis uh, told Fred Armisen he could move back in. <laughs> Wait, what? He's like, ah, oh, you can come back home. It's okay, mm-hmm. Fred Armisen. So it ends like wrapped up in a bow like that. Do we? Do you think that we have a potential for a second season? Yeah, because I think that ultimately, like this was uh, much more of like uh, a show to spend time like uh, with these characters more so than this was like oh a big what's the big storyline of season one. So I thought this was a, a a pretty funny show. You could have it on while you're doing something else. Uh, there's like a, a bunch of really funny jokes along the way, and so I feel like that this was. Uh, something I was really glad that I watched. Yeah, you texted me and said, I watched this whole thing, and I was thinking, I don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. But when I got to the end of the second episode, I was very tempted to continue. I just didn't have the time. So I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm going to recommend it to people if you just want like something fun to, to watch. But there were a lot of touching moments, too. I really liked the interplay between Rob Lowe and his son because of I, first of all, didn't know he had a son who was an actor. I did not. I did not know this was his son in real life. But they had a, a good vibe between them, and they really did discuss some hard topics, uh, like about grief and about what it feels like to lose somebody, and how you come to terms with that, and how you process those feelings. Uh, because Rob Lowe is trying to get his son to completely open up. Like you have to, you have to grieve correctly. It's like well, Rob Lowe, you're the unstable one. You should be grieving correctly. But his son is trying to get Rob Lowe to understand. I am good. I am. I'm fine. But it doesn't feel like he is fine. And so they have a lot of touching moments that I really appreciate it. Um, but again, it doesn't sound like that's the A plot. No. 
No. <laughs> Chappelle, so I wanted to ask your opinion on something that happened this week. So uh, now John Stamos came out this week and he uh, ended up crashing one of Rob Lowe's interviews on the Drew Barrymore show. Okay. So Rob Lowe was being interviewed on the Drew Barrymore show and uh, Rob, uh, John Stamos came out and said that uh, he uh, is the more attractive version of Rob Lowe. I'm sorry. So mm-hmm. let me just make, let me try this right. Um, okay. John Owen poked fun mm-hmm. at uh, his famous father by replacing his face with John Stamos in multiple family shots on Instagram. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so that R- Rob Lowe and John, uh, John Owen were being interviewed by Drew Barrymore. And then John Stamos came in and said that I'm the better looking version of your dad. Hmm. So are you ready to dive into this? We have to figure out who is the better looking person. Are we just going to, is this like a scientific thing? Or are we just going to talk it through? Mm-hmm. We can talk it through. It, I, I think it just depends on what you like. You know, like I said, uh, Rob Lowe's face is very taut. Not to say that John Stamos's face is not, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they both have the hair is quaffed. You know, it's going to be quaffed. Um, you get a little bit more scruff with uh, Rob Lowe, you know, so I think this is a, a decent topic to have. Oh, yeah, we're going to put up the split screen I'll right put up now. Split screen like, for Chappelle. Yeah, you kind of like, like a tall, dark and oh. handsome thing going on on one side. You got like the rugged Rob Lowe. I mean, again, Soda Pop Curtis, you know, uh, classic beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. Uh, but this is a very funny joke because, you know, putting his face, John Samos's face randomly into family portraits, that's very funny. Mm hmm. Yeah. You, do you have a horse in this race, Rob? Do, uh, do you have a horse in the race. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, like mm. at a certain point, like we're getting into, like we're talking about aliens of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- these are, this is like, you know, a half man, half machine at this point in time. So <laughs> it's harder to say, I guess, uh, I guess maybe if we did this like as like a, uh, ding, marry kill, I, but we need a third one. Who's the, who's the third horse in the race Clooney or is I- Clooney on a different level? No, Clooney's got tier. You can't you can't compare Clooney to these um, people. They're, I'm sure they're nice people, mm-hmm. but they're no Clooney. I, I, Rob, I don't know. I like if, if it's Ding, Mary, Kill, then uh, I'll marry one of them, kill the other one, because I'm good. <laughs> mm. Okay, I guess. So I guess it would, it's just would you rather? I guess is it would you rather? One gotta go, maybe something one like that. Must go. Yeah. One must go. Yeah, Rob, one must go. Then this is this is not attractiveness. This is just uh, career wise. One must go. Rob, do you think? Uh, one must go career wise. I, I mean, I think that uh, Rob Lowe has had the better career uh, while I feel like that Stamos uh, certainly has full house. But uh, and then he had like a run on ER. But I just think that the body of work, um, not talking about the actual body, is um, I, I think much more in the favor of Rob Lowe. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who was not very familiar with uh, Robert Lowe, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a horse in his race for sure. Because what has he been in? But as far as uh, I'm concerned, uh, I think Stamos would probably get my vote here because of Full House. But yeah, I think that he has probably the more iconic, beloved hit 
uh, in, in in Full House, not to disparage uh, Parks and Rec, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he is like, a, you know, he's he is not just Uncle Jesse. He's our Uncle Jesse, you know, right. Roblo, uh, I feel like that his character, Chris Traeger, not as like uh, lovable as uh, Uncle Jesse. Um, trying to um, literally or have mercy. Uh, I, I think Jesse had a couple of catchphrases. He also had a watch the hair, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. He would say that. Yeah. Rob Lowe could steal that, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly co-offed. Uh, I, I think that the soap opera fans are thinking. Yes, I needed soap opera. Well, General, yeah, General Hospital, Hospital I think. You know? yeah. General Hospital, but yeah, Rob Lowe is a storied career as well. It'd be tough to it'd be tough to choose. I, I don't like when they're beefing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Not in terms of a, what have you done for me lately? Um, I, I just mm-hmm. think that um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe, I think, has Stamos beat. Yeah. Sorry, John. You're out of here. Um, yeah. It was. A, he had a good run. You know. If we had to make one go, he start. I think he started the fight. Honestly. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's looking for the smoke. The take that uh, he's got not that much else going on. Yeah, he, you think he wants the the like the popularity bump? He's looking for the spike. You think he's got something in uh, coming your way? I'm not sure. Uh, so he is an actor mm. in 81 things, but in terms of like what is he doing now? I think his most recent uh, credit um, is uh, Captain Salty Bones on the Mickey Mouse Funhouse. Yeah, was he in you, Chappelle? Not a me. Was he you? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Dr. he was. Nikki. Oh, he was in the like, the first season, I think, of you. And not to spoil it, but he didn't make it to the second season. <laughs> okay. So that tells you everything you need to know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in a show called Grandfathered. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think he did make it to the second season. I think he had a little good run, but uh, again, I don't think he's currently on the show. Look, is what are you? Is what I should say. Yeah. All right. Well, unstable. I recommend it. Check it out on Netflix. Very easy watch to uh, get through, and so uh, hopefully uh, they get to do more on Netflix. Chappelle, let's talk about Hmm. what we're going to do next. Yeah, I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay. Yeah, but the streets have been buzzing about beef. Beef, yes. I see beef is hot. Hot beef. That hot like, like beef. Chappelle gets at Bucky's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or pork, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Pick yeah. a protein. Okay. Uh, so let me just tell you what's uh, on the way. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, we're recording this a little bit early. And so uh, obviously uh, beef is an option if enough people think that we should check it out. There is a new offbeat irreverent thriller called Florida Man. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Talk to me now. April 13th on Netflix. Florida okay. Man. Does it have a, 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 yeah, give me the rundown. Well, I don't know if you're going to like it. Uh, a disgraced cop in debt is forced to return to his home state of Florida for a shady mission only to get swept up in a wild and deadly treasure hunt. It, oh, treasure hunt. That's where you got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking, I really, I, I watched this and then you said treasure. I was like, well, how do we get here? Yeah. Is this man going to get on a, like, is a pirate comment? Yes. Uh, you know, I was like, what's happening here? But then uh, coming next week, now there is a little show called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers coming April 19th to Netflix. Uh, are you interested mm-hmm. in this? You're a, a Mighty Morphin guy. 
I am a, a, a more phenomenal or whatever they call it guy. I think it's I mean, a, I think I it's a, a new movie. Be. After tragedy strikes, an unlikely young hero takes her rightful place among the Power Rangers to face off against the team's oldest arch nemesis. See, I thought you were talking about the, I think there's a Power Rangers like documentary or something like that. No, there's a new so Netflix movie coming on April 19th. Oh, okay. And yeah, Power Rangers Once and Always is dropping on Netflix very soon, mm-hmm. but I don't know the date for it. Let me see if I can do a quick look for that. Because I'd rather talk about that than the actual Power Rangers. Um mm-hmm. hmm, Although I think that might, that's actually going to be in two weeks uh, that's coming up. What's that? The uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Gotcha. Yeah, after Tragedy Strike, blah, blah, blah. Eh. Again. You're not that interested. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to be uh, into it. I want to see. Oh, yeah, because this is the one where they bring back the OGs, some of mm-hmm. them. Okay. Yeah. But you know, but that's in two weeks. Power that's in two weeks. What? Yeah. Jason Reed? Jason Reed and Josh Wiggler. Okay. All right. We'll see if yeah, we can uh, line up the, uh, if it's Morphin time, get the all star lineup coming up uh, in two weeks. Which Power Ranger do you want to be? I don't know anything about them. So, uh, oh. And nothing at all? Like yeah, just, I know nothing. Maybe my kids will be into it. it. Yeah, I just yeah, missed you were, it. You would, yeah, you were just a pinch too old for Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a, just a, just a tiny bit. Okay. So yeah, I, I think if we can get Josh and Jason, and not the Jason from the Power Rangers, obviously, um, then I think we can we can make this happen. Okay. All right. So uh, that is uh, on the table, and then we'll see what we're going to do for next week. Maybe Florida Man. Maybe Beef. If uh, there's enough uh, interest in that one as well. Mm-hmm. I got Sasha on standby. Yeah, so she's tweeting all about it. Oh yeah, yes. Hey, you know Sasha got her into the streets, man. If Sasha likes the show, then I, I have to take her opinion into consideration, and I, I hold it in high regard. Okay, Chappelle, what's coming up for you? Uh, hmm, I don't really know, Rob. Yeah, you know, we, before the podcast, yeah. yeah, before the podcast, we talked about it. And I told you I got a little chaos going on right now, but uh, podcast-wise, there's probably less than the chaos in my actual life for. for once so yeah. i, I uh, i'm still talking about bel-air with puya that's fun on post show recaps still talking about abbott elementary gia and i should be preparing to uh record the penultimate podcast of season two soon so check out abbott elementary post show recap for that um mari latanya and i are on the connect on post show recaps uh talking about snowfall and mari and latanya are still talking about swarm on connect so people should go check out the connect and keep up with all the black shit we're doing over there and then uh i think you and i are in negotiations about like big brother canada at some point sam has been texting uh and then uh i should be on the bnb to talk about survivor very oh. soon and so yeah i get to join mike and liana and that's gonna be fun so uh people can check me out in all those places all right well be sure to check out everything we have going on over the weekend with all of our survivor coverage uh we will also have our survivor feedback show coming up on monday with mari fourth so uh check all of that out everywhere and uh we have uh the big census on robin akiva need a podcast this weekend so check all that out and much more when you subscribe to rob is a website.com slash subscribe all of our podcast feeds there including for nothing but netflix thank you so much for joining us take care everybody have a good one bye With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, 
provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.